0: today we're talking anthony richardson for heisman maybe and then we've got some great twitter mailbag questions about our florida gators football team only here on locked on gators you are locked on gators your daily podcast on the florida gators part of the locked on podcast network your team every day Hello and welcome back to another episode of Lockdown Gators, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network. Your team every day. Thanks for making Lockdown Gators your first listen of the day. We are available daily and free wherever you listen to the podcast. Today's episode is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered with this season with more odds, props, lines, and ever before. Bet Online is where the game starts. Happy Thursday. Happy Draft Day. I'm Brandon Olson. You can find me on Twitter at WNS underscore Brandon. You can find my written work with whole9sports.com. ask you see like, subscribe, leave a comment, leave a review, and don't forget tonight you can catch us everywhere with Locked On NFL Draft. There's going to be a live NFL Draft show for Locked On. Me, I'll be doing one with Whole9Sports, my website for the NFL Draft, every pick, and on day three last year, I got to break some undrafted free agent signing news, and I hope to do the same thing again this year. But today, we're talking about Anthony Richardson and potentially being the Heisman this year because BetOnline has released new odds for Heisman. And uh, Anthony Richardson, in January when we did this, I believe, was 9th or 8th? Now, he's 7th. He is behind Ohio State's quarterback C.J. Stroud. Alabama's quarterback, Bryce Young, USC's quarterback, Caleb Williams, Alabama running back, Jameer Gibbs, uh, Ole Miss QB, Jackson Dart, and Ohio State wide receiver, Jackson Smith and Jigba. First off, Jackson Smith and Jigba ain't winning it. It's, it's as simple as that, and it's nothing against him. He's a phenomenal talent. He's probably going to be the first receiver draft the next year. But Marvin Harrison Jr., healthy this year. Travion Henderson, beast running back. Julian Fleming, healthy this year. Cade Stover, start, stepping into that starting tight end role. There are too many mouths to feed in an offense where if anyone wins the Heisman from that offense, it'll be C.J. Stroud. I'm fine with C.J. Stroud being favored there. I, I think he's a phenomenal quarterback when he gets when he's on. Uh, last year, I had some reserves about him, but still, still do, still do. We'll see if he proves me wrong. Um, but that'll be different than uh, for... Jameer Gibbs for Alabama. Uh, I don't think Alabama runs it enough with him to win the Heisman. I I think that's what it is. Um, They they rotate their backs kind of a lot. Uh, They they are kind of shifting to being a little bit more of a passing attack. They want to throw the ball a little bit more. So maybe there's that. But, uh, you know, you look at Jackson Dart, I don't think he's going to do it. I think that's an incredibly fun offense. But I think their rushing attack is going to be too strong. I would actually think it's more likely that someone like Zach Evans wins it this year. I think he's a phenomenal rusher. But I I think that Ole Miss just has too many talented running backs where they're going to run the ball so much that Jackson Dart might have the efficiency numbers to win the Heisman, but he's not going to have the volume. So I think he's out. So I think behind their remaining, you've got C.J. Stroud, Bryce Young, and Caleb Williams, and then I'd say Anthony Richardson. I don't know if he'll win the Heisman, but I think he's going to have a higher chance than Jameer Gibbs, Jackson Dart, or Jackson Smith, and Jigba. Too many Jacksons. Too many names to start with the letter J, honestly. Uh, But Anthony Richardson here, I mean, Florida's going to run the ball. We know that. But I think Florida's going to have Anthony Richardson be quite involved in the running game, whether or not (laughs) Billy Napier is dialing that up because Anthony Richardson he, we know a couple things about him that we can definitively say. We know that he likes to throw the ball deep, he likes to challenge vertically, and he likes to run the ball. We do. We know that. that That's something where, as much as any of us might hate it, not in the sense that we hate that he runs the ball, but in the sense that we hate that he's hurtling dudes. Like I've said, like I love how athletic he is. I love how mobile he is. Please stop hurtling defenders. I, I get it. You did it successfully. I don't want to see him get hurt hurtling a defender. So there's that... Um, I think it's also that even he doesn't uh, carry the ball as frequently as he did last year. So like last year, obviously he was a rotational player. He didn't play a ton, but he ran the ball a lot and didn't throw the ball that much. I think we see him throw the ball more in terms of percentage of plays. He throws the ball more and runs the ball less, but I think when he runs the ball it might be even more effective than he was last year. And he was already incredibly effective. And also we know that as a passer, Big passing plays are going to be the majority of the passing offense. That's just how it's going to work with Anthony Richardson, and that's not a bad thing at all. We know that's going to be challenge vertically, throw screens, slants, swings, short passes to get get the ball in space, or just take the top off the defense completely. I think that Anthony Richardson will have the stats to justify him being a, a Heisman finalist candidate, whatever you, whatever you want to call him. I think Anthony Richardson will have the stats to back up his argument for being the Heisman winner. What concerns me more than the stats, though, I I think is Florida's record. Because I think Florida will make a bowl game. I'm very confident in that. Um, I think Florida will win eight games, maybe nine games. But I think when you're looking at college football and you look at the Heisman, I don't know if we see a quarterback for a team that's not in the college football playoff win the Heisman um or if we see a quarterback for a a team that's not a new year six team which Florida might not be depending on which games they lose um so I, I think team success might be what keeps him out of being the Heisman but at the same time uh I I don't really have A problem with throwing some money there because again i I think that anthony richardson is going to light it up both passing and rushing the ball i think that florida is going to have an eight to nine win season and maybe anthony richardson bringing florida to those eight to nine wins makes the heisman voters go look this is a team where that we did not think they'd be nearly this good and and he's the starting quarterback that carried in there so so maybe that's it but uh yeah, I I don't know what we see, but I, I definitely don't think he should be below Jameer Gibbs, Jackson Dart, or Jackson Smith and Jake. But that's just that that's foolish Tom Foolery. Stop it. That ain't happening. And we're about to get into the Twitter mailbag, but first I'm gonna talk to you guys about Bet Online because like I just you just heard Bet Online, Anthony Richardson, seventh right now. Seventh in Heisman voting, or seventh in Heisman odds. BetOnline.net is where you can get that. Your number one source for all of your betting needs and sports information. I've been using BetOnline for years. Couldn't be happier with it myself. It's just got so much. It's not just basketball. It's not just baseball. It's not just football. Everything. It's not even just sports. Reality TV, award shows, the NFL draft is tonight, and you can bet on who's going to get picked where, how many positions are going in the first round, all, all these insane things. Head to the website today, or use your mobile device to learn all about the trends and action. Check out Bet Online; it's where the game starts. Thanks again for making Lockdown Gators your first listen of the day. We are available daily and free wherever you listen to podcasts. So I, I tweeted yesterday morning. I said I'm going to do a Twitter mailbag for today's show. It was originally going to be just just one segment, um, and then I, I got four responses. I got two public replies and two DMs. Um, I'm not going to say like the username of the people that DM me, because I feel like the reason they DM me is because they didn't want that thrown out. But I will say their first name because that's nondescript. Uh, but the Twitter DM from Ryan, and I'm going to read, this is the, the quote. Um, so Twitter DM from Ryan is going to be the whole first segment. because so it's a doozy. And then we got three fun ones to end it. Uh, but the DM is, are you starting to become concerned with Napier's recruiting? We lost out to Jackson in the portal. Vizina and Stokes committed to Clemson and Penn State, respectively. Rumors of Kirkland to Miami. We swung and missed on National Signing Day. Spring game was a flop with commitments, and we have two commits for 2023. He didn't write this part, but Aaron Gates and Tyree Patterson. If you didn't know, and then back to what he said was we got Kamari Wilson, but we also pushed out Evers and Gibson. When do you start to become concerned that he might not actually be a better recruiter than Mullen, and that was a main factor in firing him? Um, there's a lot here. Uh, I, I'll tackle these pretty much bit by bit. No, I, I'm not concerned uh, with Napier's recruiting, um, at least not yet. You know, I, I've I've had my stance on, which I'll talk about later in this same segment, but... Um, until those letters of intent are signed, I'm not worried about it. Uh, I, I do think that – would you like to see a little bit more progress by now? Yeah, sure, but uh, I'm not worried about it right now because we're we're almost a year – we're nine months ahead of National Signing Day here, so I'm not super worried about that. Uh, Daryl Jackson, who is a defensive tackle in the transfer portal from Maryland who committed to Miami, um, he, he is going to Miami, of course. I forgot who reported it um, – might have been, might have been Blake Alderman that reported it, um, where he said that Jackson had an NIL offer from Miami and Florida matched that offer, and then Miami doubled that offer, and he's not sure if Florida even had a chance to, uh, to to come back and say we're going to match that as well, uh, which I don't think they will because I'm assuming it was the Gator Collective that put it together because that's usually who it is or who I think of at least when they go, oh, we got an NIL offer in place. I feel like it's usually a Gator Collective that puts it together. And and that didn't happen. Um, But I think it might have been a situation where Miami goes, you know what, we'll double it, but you have to accept right now. And so I don't think Florida would have had a chance to double it. But again, uh, I don't think Florida would have matched because, again, if it's the Gator Collective, they've kind of said – you know, th- there's not value in paying a ton to these kids where we don't know if they'll ever work out. Like, we don't know what the return on investment is there. So, Daryl Jackson, I, I don't want to fault Billy Napier for recruiting there uh, or for not bringing Daryl Jackson from Florida uh, or to Florida. Just because i that's an NIL move. It, it's hard to top an NIL move when you have a, a hard point where you go, we're not doing that. Uh, so there's that. Vizina and Stokes to Clemson and Penn State, respectively. From what I've been told, this coaching staff doesn't seem super interested in the 2023 QBs outside of Arch Manning. So did we miss them? Yes. But is it really a miss if you're not super invested in them? I don't know uh, Peyton Kirkland rumors to Miami. It ain't over till it's over. I'll tell you that much. You know he's he's still going to come to Florida at some point uh, before his commitment date, and and then he'll, then he'll decide there. But his commitment, uh, if I'm not mistaken, off the top of my head, it's July 23rd. So there's still so much time here where you can figure that out. As for National Signing Day, I don't think it was a failure uh, at all. You know Billy Napier had a couple of months to bring in these kids, and I think he did a solid job. I'm not worried about just two commits so far for 2023. Like I said earlier, I'm very much, an, until they sign that letter of intent guy, Um, it's up in the air, so I don't care about it. Like, whether it's two commits or 200 commits, until you sign that LOI, you're not penned in yet. Um, I'm glad that you said pushed out Evers and Gibson. Of course, Nick Evers and Jaden Gibson, who both went to Oklahoma, Because I think that's what actually happened, at least with Nick Evers, you know, whether you like it or not, um, I think it came down to Billy Napier essentially saying, no, like like, we don't really want you. Uh, Jaden Gibson, I'd be a little peeved about if that's what happened, but with Nick Evers based on the way that him and his family responded and reacted, um, it, it seems like that's what happened and... Look, you could be upset about it because you can go, who cares? Just bring in the best players. Cream the crop, rise to the top. Or the cream always rises to the top. Um, And if they're the best, then they'll play. If they're not the best, then sure, transfer out. Don't reject anybody. Which I get that point, but at the same time, we we don't really know exactly what happened for sure. So it is what it is at that point. But uh, I will stick with my belief that I think – I think Billy Napier intentionally didn't want them out uh, or didn't want them here. There's also, as far as the very last question here, was uh, when do you start be- to become concerned that he might not actually be a better recruiter than Mullen, and that was a main factor in firing him. I know he's a better recruiter than Mullen um, because Dan Mullen did not put in a ton of effort recruiting-wise. And so whether or not the results follow, I know... I'm more of a process-based person. Um, So whether or not the results follow, I know that Billy Napier is a better recruiter than Dan Mullen because I can at least see Billy Napier putting in the effort and getting guys very interested. And that's another thing where it's kind of a wait-and-see situation with me as to when I will apply the pressure for Billy Napier to kind of improve here. Because if Florida doesn't have a great 2023 class, I'd, I'd be a bit concerned. I'm not going to lie. Like I, uh, 2022, however you feel about it, I think it was a strong class. I, th- I think it was at least at least, um, given that it was a transitional class. I think it was a strong class. But if you look at 2023 class and you go, not a great class, well, then I get a little concerned because Billy Napier's had a year to recruit these guys. Um, and I, I also get being a bit concerned about things seeming like they're going slow, but again, until those letter of intents, until those letters of intent are signed, ain't, ain't ain't nothing done yet. So whether we got the commits or not, just be patient on that one. And I know another thing that you know us as a, as fans, we want to see uh, Florida have this this awesome class already in place. We want to see them be an elite class already in place. But that, that's not the case right now. But also, Florida is in on a lot of guys for 2023 like like we might not get them all we're not going to get them all i don't know why i said we might not we're not going to get them all but we're going to reel in at least a few names there they're going to be stars of this program for the next couple seasons so whether or not it's happened yet sure we'll uh we'll, we'll wait and see there but i don't i don't think that uh I don't think it's anything to panic about just yet. But again, if there's a week 2023 class, then sure, we, we can start applying some pressure. To wrap up today's show, we have the second part of the Twitter mailbag. Again, yesterday morning, I tweeted out, we're going to do a Twitter mailbag for today's episode. Uh, and then it ended up being a much larger mailbag than I expected. So we got three questions, uh, or well, two questions, one command um to wrap up today's show the first question is and i'm doing these in order that i got them so josh garner who wins in a street fight steve spurrier or urban meyer um i think it's very easy for me to say i mean again I, i don't care if we're talking in their physical primes or right now um I'm I'm going Steve Spurrier just because the old ball coach seems like he's someone that like like Dan Quinn where he's like oh like like our Dan, um, Dan Campbell with the Detroit Lions where he's like oh like like bite your kneecaps. And Steve Spurrier seems like that dude that will do like Steve Spurrier seems like him. So uh, I could see that and also Urban Meyer as great of a football coach as he was with the Tebow days and Brandon Spikes and Chris Leak and all and all those people. Um, I kind of a jerk right now and and also he just seems like a broken man like i think steve spurrier would just just a backhand real quick uh and, and and call it a wrap there so steve spurrier wins that street fight if you're asking me um then we have another another twitter dm which like the last segment um i'm not going to say their full name i will, or their username i will say their first name uh so we got a twitter dm from albert where Albert, I just realized it's probably just a Gator fan account. Um, but Albert, uh, one bold prediction for this season. And I, I thought about saying, you know, Anthony Richardson Heisman. Um, but is it bold if he's seventh on Bet Online's uh, list? Like, like, is that bold if he's seventh in the odds? So, no. Um, I thought about going with the win total, but then I was like, ah, that's one that's something that we're going to get to. And it's also not a bold prediction if it's what you'd be expecting from me. So, uh, I, and I also didn't want to go with a receiver or offense. I wanted to make it fun, which is defense for me. Um, Rashad Torrance, the second, do black Jason, Jason Marshall, Jr. So safety linebacker corner four interceptions each. Um, I, I think that's a reasonable, expectation for Rashad Torrance, you know, we, we saw him last year. He was an elite playmaker on when the ball is in the air. So he's an elite player on the ball. We saw Dewan Black is, I mean, I don't even know how to describe DeWan Black besides he is a freak. It's um, to symbol that he's one of the most athletic linebackers that you're going to see. So Dewan Black's up there and Jason Marshall Jr. My reasoning for him was that, uh, I think that we'll see quarterbacks kind of challenge him early. I, I think it's going to be, you know, Kyere's gone. You're the guy, and you were the guy, the guy for a couple games last year, but now you're the guy. Um, so let, let's, let's see if you're the guy. That's really, that's really made of it. Um, so I think Jason Marshall might get tested a little early, and I think he's going to get those picks and then pick up just like one or two at some point throughout the rest of the season. So Rashad Torrance, DeWan Black, and Jason Marshall Jr., all three – four plus interceptions each. Um, Again, whether or not it happens, we'll see. I'm not putting money on that, but but we'll see what happens. And then the last question to wrap up the mailbag is from Tyler Fornes, who like Josh Gardner, big friend of the show. Tyler Fornes uh, also is big with uh, draft coverage and Viking coverage. Uh, but he said, why is Corey Collier Jr. the defense's savior, savior, savior? Um, I gotta tell you, Tyler. I don't. I don't know if he's the savior. <laughs> um, I I think if you're gonna give the credit to any one individual, I'd probably say Patrick Tony. <laughs> I, I think I'm gonna go with the co-defensive coordinator. That's gonna be the play caller for the defense, as as the guy that uh that that is going to be the savior of the defense. And I do think Corey Collier might find his way onto the field this year, but I think next year we're looking way more likely to see him out there which is going to be great. That still leaves him with three years of playing time there. And we know, we know Tyler loves Corey Collier. He, he's always been a Corey Collier guy. When we brought in both safeties, uh, Tyler was Corey Collier and I was Jonathan McMillan. Um, and eventually we'll probably see them both, both getting significant playing time, but I don't know if he's a savior again, Tyler. Uh, thanks for making Locked Gators your first listen of the day. We are available daily and free wherever you listen to podcasts. We'll be back tomorrow with more on your Florida Gators, hopefully the NFL Draft as well for whoever you want your team to pick. Uh, Now make your second listen, Locked on NFL Draft. Ryan Tracy and former NFL cornerback Eric Crocker bringing the NFL Draft to life every day with insight and analysis on college football prospects and NFL front offices. For Locked on Gators, I'm Brandon Olson. Don't forget to follow me on Twitter at WNS underscore Brandon. You can find all my written work with whole nine sports. That is W-H-O-L-E. NI Any Sports. And you can see me tonight uh, live streaming during the NFL draft. I got a draft show of my own going, which is going to be a lot of fun. Uh, And again, like I said, Saturday, maybe we'll break some undrafted free agent news, their signings. Uh, We'll see what happens with it, but I will see you all tomorrow.